Can I kick it? 2021 James Wan Spooktacular! This is a podcast about film festivals. My name is Jesse Catherine Weber, and I'm joined by... Uh... Ani Gerbuga? Uh, Andy Gerbuga. <laughs> Number one Aquaman, Stan actually, baby. <laughs> yeah, sure. Emilio Diaz. <laughs> All right. Today, thank you to uh, whoever just did that introduction. Today we are uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, the festival career of one James Wan. Uh, we're going to be going deep on Saw, Insidious, and Conjuring. His big. Uh, franchise starters, which all played uh, festivals, and then who knows? Maybe we've got some other stuff to talk about. Yeah, and Do we? we are joined by an illustrious guest, Chris Mello. Wow, <laughs> I think I'm Chris Melloween today. Wow, yeah, okay. we're getting Very spooky. Cool. Wow. Yeah, it That's is right. spectacular. We're in sure. spooky month with a bang, like we always do. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. James Wan's in the news lately. Malignant's out. So we it thought, sure is. Uh, yeah. how, how, Some of us have seen it. How, what, a be- what better way to end spooky month than with, uh, right. James yeah. Wan. Malignant won yeah. the palm this year, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Come from behind, surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know. Warner Brothers are unstoppable. First Joker gets the lion, <laughs> Malignant gets the palm. That <laughs> would be crazy. Uh, <laughs> I forget. Yeah. Is the HBO Max thing just in the United States or is it in Europe too? Because that would disqualify Warner Brothers movies. They are in Europe. I, I think, think, yeah. HBO Max, I think, is Europe. just like rolling out to Europe. Like it wasn't hadn't even launched in Europe at the beginning okay. of the year, I don't think. All right. Okay. Um, so... Yes, they wouldn't have done the deal for that. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Malignant, of course, no Good longer on HBO Max because it's been more than 30 days since it came out. Yep. So I had we'll to go be back. see it at a second-run yeah. theater. Yeah, we got to wait yeah. another It'll month be... to see Malignant again. Yeah, yeah what's Can't Stance on it, if, if you pull the movie from your streaming service? Is this <laughs> yeah, is something like that? <laughs> no, because <laughs> even six months... Is it six months that it comes back? Because even that's too soon. It's something it's like, like that. Yeah. 60 I mean, for days. France. Yeah. yeah. 60 days. They're, I mean, yeah, they keep shortening the window like every every new like it's yeah okay. every time it's gonna be a can. week soon right <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah you get 30 days then a week breather and then it's back <laughs> for, forever yeah <laughs> that's yeah but if you um, want to see it in that week you gotta pay 20 dollars to rent it the movie's only available <laughs> on tuesdays <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um, so, only on your yeah. phone that's right. Uh, <laughs> so, Chris, we usually like to start by asking our guest what experience you have with film festivals. Um, okay, so I've been going to the New York Film Festival 
almost every year since uh, 2014. Um, wow. Yeah, which started as a school assignment. Um, a professor decided that everybody in his class had to go to the festival, and if you needed to buy a ticket from him, he bought a bunch so you could, uh, which okay. is good because that year Maps of the Stars was sold out. Wow. But, but Professor Joel came in clutch and got me into that, so that was good. Um, been going every year since. Uh, some years, like, only seeing one film, and other years, like this year, um, seeing a whole bunch. Uh, yeah. But I go every year, and then um, a lot of the smaller uh, New York festivals, like New York Asian Film Festival and Japan mm-hmm. Cuts, um, I try and go to some of those things as well. So, Yeah. The New York Film Festival famously doesn't have a midnight section. Have you ever been to any kind of genre festival or festival with a genre section? Uh, I mean, so I have done remote coverage for like Fantasia um, several years running now. And uh, New York Asian Film Festival doesn't have like a midnight section per se. um, Though I did see Mm -hmm. a film called Midnight there this year. (laughs) Um, But they show a lot of genre stuff just by way of like what people in America like from Asian cinema. Um, yeah. And the the best time I've had at any of these festivals was uh, New York Asian Film Festival's uh, secret screening of Naked Killer that I went to. That was just uh, an outright blast. Um, so that's the closest I've gotten to like a midnight type of thing. Um, but in general, midnight uh, is too late for me. Yeah. Sure. I mean, look. Agreed. Midnight. No, midnight's <laughs> when the party gets started. I have. No. Midnight's when things <laughs> yeah. start happening when people, you start living. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I everyone, look forward to next year's uh, Midnight Madness spectacular, <laughs> which will be recorded <laughs> at midnight. Yep, this is the plan for next year. Andy but says, <laughs> "I hate horror movies. We're not doing a spooky month next year." And I say, "Okay, but you grant me my one spooky month episode where we all record at midnight." <laughs> I'm like, "Sure, yeah, but it's gonna be midnight. Maybe it'll be Collins a maybe time? it'll be a Twitter space. Too. Oh my god, Twitter we'll will not be around out. next year. <laughs> you say Twitter space, but I'm like, if we're gonna do a midnight episode, then we should do a hashtag game." Just oh my god, yeah, it's an at midnight episode. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Sure. We're gonna do Halloween too and with Chris Hardwick. On. What's he gonna do? Is he gonna sue us? Is Chris Hardwick gonna sue us? Come on. You get that hearse money. Yeah. Come yeah. after us. I was gonna say very litigious family. <laughs> <laughs> What's Chris Hardwick, the king of suing people, gonna do? Sue me, Andy, <laughs> in handcuffs instantly. Um, <laughs> they don't put you in handcuffs if you get sued. You don't know what, they, what they like to do down at the Hearst Mansion. <laughs> we all saw Mank. Um, but what do you think Chris Hardwick thinks of Mank? Of Mank? He probably thinks it's real cool. It's real cool, guy. He yeah. watched it in parts. Um, yeah. He did like five minutes a day and only got halfway through. The um, but yes, it is the end of uh, our spooky month. That our uh, spooky month. So we should get into the most like traditional list of like horror movies that we've had on an episode. I think for spooky. Uh, yeah. yeah, ever. Yeah, maybe the only time we've actually just sat down and watched all, all just watched only horror movies. That is probably come on. Last time spectacular. We had yeah. Last we time watched, was like trouble every day. We had like that was like ex, the already. We had like existence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mother. We stretched the definitions course. a yeah. bit. Um, but yeah, Saw, two thousand four. 
the start of the great pairing of filmmakers James Wan and Lee Winnell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do we all think of Saw? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. It's it's yeah, it's a pretty it's good like movie. Fun. It's like a really yeah. solid like it's got a fun structure. Yeah. Did anyone mm-hmm. watch the short? No. No. So I watched the short. Uh, or I skimmed the short. What is the short? <laughs> what is the short? Was it too you long skimmed, for me you, you skimmed the short. I just want to... Like, I read a long line of the short. Where I didn't have full time to watch it. So I was like, I'll click through. How long um, is the short? It's like eight minutes probably. Ten minutes. Um, the... Um, the It's like... Uh, Winnell is like being interrogated by like a police officer. And then it, it shows like... He is in the sort of head bear trap thing. Sure. And he has the to cut the key trap. out uh, of the person's stomach. That's like what they do in the short. Okay. Um, so it's not in continuity. It's no, just it's like just a proof like, of concept. It was, it was like what they, they, they did that. And then um, that's what they would like send out with a script to people. That's like how they got Elvis and Glover and like a bunch of the other actors like Tobin Bell. Um, sure. And that was... Um, like they like I, they wrote the entire script and then just shot that. Um, but saw I'm watching this movie. It starts. It was the last one I had watched, like in order um, yeah. of how I watched them. I went Insidious, Conjuring, Saw, um, and it starts and like you know you're in the the room with just. Uh, Elvis and Winnell, and I'm like, this is, like, genius. <laughs> like, obviously, it's uh, proven to be a successful franchise, and, like, everyone was, like, enamored with it at Sundance, where it premiered. Uh, and then, like, the rest of the movie, I was like, this is kind of boring. <laughs> I, like, think it's good. And there's, like, moments that I think are very, like, interesting. But the sort of, like... I don't really like the flashbacky stuff. I don't like the the table setting with like lung and glover really um i like the the concept of just like you wake up in a room and it's like you know an escape room basically i think is very fascinating and like uh they like mine that idea but the rest like every sort of thing happening around it is like not really what i was interested in i definitely think if it were like mostly escape room with like minimal more focused flashbacks uh it might be a little bit better but this is definitely the most fun that i had with one of these movies uh like i don't know you're saying this is the boring one uh did you see the other two i mean look we'll get to them yeah we'll get to them uh yeah i mean i watched them in order so maybe maybe i'll get to my one thesis uh which at least on these first three movies uh with insidious because that's where it kind of developed uh but yeah this is just saw is just like i don't know i i so this is the other thing i mean maybe some of you were on me and andy's uh twitter space where we watched saw and Uh, you heard a lot about what (laughs) Yeah, midday on a Monday. We uh, uh, shout out to Ethan for joining us the whole way through and watching Saw with yep. us. that's the midnight of Can uh-huh. I Kick It? Is midday yeah, I guess so. Jesus, <laughs> God, that's so damn. Uh, yeah, but so like, uh, I 
specifically intended to never watch Saw because <laughs> as like a teenager, I read the plot summary on IMDb because I was like, what's up with this Saw movie? And so I read it and I was like, nah, that's too yeah. fucked up. I'm I never mean, yes. watch I mean, that. Saw is and like, like, really, it's like. Saw is like the classic, you fuck. read the plot on Wikipedia movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And ultimately, it's fine. It, it's it's pretty fun. It's not uh, obscenely disturbing, right. uh, I would yeah. say. It's just like, yeah, that's uh, uh, sounds like they get a lot more convoluted and fucked up as they go on. This one is, uh, you know, pretty normal. Yeah, the um, the like titular sawing. <laughs> Uh, is pretty intense, obviously. It's pretty good, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, like, Elvis, I think that is, like, his best scene I, of him just, like, grunting and, like, screaming. Because, like, everything else, I don't know if it's just... His his vibe is off. And, like, I... Maybe. The Winnell aspect of it. Because I weirdly... Um, like, Malignant came out last month, last uh, in, in September. Mm-hmm. And I watched that. And, like thought it was pretty good like had a fun time watching it and then just sort of by happenstance uh Emilio and I both watched uh Upgrade the Lee Winnell movie and like uh Upgrade and Invisible Man I think both have such a specific dialogue style and uh I think Elvis is p- doing that sort of like uh Juan and Winnell write the sort of outline stories together and Winnell writes all the scripts or screenplays um, for like the first two and the like I you, I feel like Winnell's style uh, it, it just bleeds through most for me in Ellis's performance because it's like kind of stilted and like kind of uh, like dorky I guess because like Winnell also like his performance is very funny in this um he, he like like the scene where he uh, acts like he's dying from smoking the cigarette is <laughs> like yeah that's like the that's sort funny. of silliness that I'll, you find in like uh, an upgrade certainly and a little bit less so in uh, Invisible Man but like Juan what he brings obviously is the style and like as we talk more about his other movies he has this very particular like movement with the camera that you feel like a lot more of his sort of, I guess, modern style, uh, like, as Insidious and uh, with The Conjuring um, and his sort of non-horror movies as well, that, like, I I think in parts of this, you know, obviously they're very inspired by, like, Aronofsky and, like, these sort of low-budget guys, um, Sundance crowd, and he, there's, like, a lot of the sort of Fintery, quick cut, like all the buzzwords you can put around like horror at the time and thrillers at the time. But there is like in one of the early scenes, there's like a great sort of like zoom and like quick turn. Uh, and I'm like, that's that like James Wan magic, I think. Yeah, this has like Wan's style in terms of like the energy, but without the like stability that he gets later. Like there's a lot less steadiness right. to it. Um, yeah. It like the the color grade is like famously piss, uh, which yeah. works because it's set in a bathroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the one the one thing that I uh, found interesting this time is that in my memory of Saw, and I've seen all the Saws, but in my memory of this first <laughs> one, um, 
the bathroom stuff was always what I really liked. But this time watching it, I actually kind of liked the flashback structure more. Okay. Um, and I think part of that is it like reminds me of like what the rest of the series does on a on a like on a micro level where like you're never sure what time anything is happening um okay. and it all like right. converges at a certain point and you're like okay this is what's going on um the, the problem with that is that i think that like those parts can be a little bit uh droopier because i think uh for one thing glover is is not very good in this movie um and the stuff happening in the bathroom is certainly like the most interesting stuff going on but like the structure is what kept compelling me even if i didn't like all the flashbacks themselves yeah clever is such a it's a it's a very specific like interesting thing that he's like yeah i'll just do this like that is like in and of itself is like Mm -hmm. good for glover like taking a chance and then like the movie is he's like a cop who gets his throat slashed and lives yeah i mean he's like he's like he he's like produced like we really like weird like danny glover produced that like international movies um i'm trying to remember what there's like a few i'm thinking of that i'm looking up someone else can start talking no i i mean we recently at new york we had a conversation with the great friend hoffner in which we briefly talked about the film prisoners and she was just like that's a two-hour episode of criminal minds and (laughs) saw it like a a a 100 minute episode of criminal minds that is just what it is it is like very like procedural tv down to like some of the mistakes it makes like it, it assuming that a height of tension is like a 65 year old fighting against some character actor like multiple times right like running around like three different nondescript script rooms and someone has a gun and like then yeah. someone falls yeah like so, trips yeah. and falls like, <laughs> like here, it does feel like Danny Glover Dexter. yeah like Danny Glover is gonna get into a fist fight with Michael Emerson and that's gonna be so exciting said so no no one except James yeah, Watt yeah. apparently <laughs> Okay, so some some highlights from uh, Danny Glover's uh, productorial career. Uh, Bamako, the Abderhame Sisako film. The Time That Remains, the Ilya Suleiman wow. film that we've talked about. Yeah. Uncle Boonmi, who can recall his past lives. <laughs> Cemetery of Splendor. Okay. Sama. Capernaum. Okay. okay. Uh, Memoria, Prayers for the Stolen, does also he, this year. It's like, wow. does he like own a company cool. or like? I think so. Yeah, yeah they just do the, all like, a bit of pong. Yeah, funny. yeah. I mean, good for him. Good on him. Shout yeah, out, Danny I mean, Glover. Keeping the art still alive. Yeah, I do now remember this coming up when we watched Time That Remains. Where we were like, Danny Glover's name <laughs> is in the credits for this. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I don't remember. I guess I wasn't paying attention to the credits of Zama that much. I, 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 I think I would have noticed his name. Yeah. But uh, listen, he should be in a he should be in the Joe movie. He'd be good in it. Sure. Yeah, that'd yeah. be good. That, that seems Maybe like more. Should, uh... That seems like more his wheelhouse than Saw, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe he should invest in Can I Kick It? Sure. Listen, we'll take any offers. <laughs> um, Danny, give us a call. Yeah, you're bad at this movie, yeah. but let us know <laughs> if you want to uh, produce. Perfectly it. fine I think in this. Movie. Listen, like if you need Danny Glover money, you can just cut out what I said about. Sure. Him. Yeah, 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 he, he doesn't need to know. I, sure. yeah, I think I think he's good 
I think when he's just being a cop, he's good. I think when it ha- when it's like he's right. losing his mind, like, he's going right. so he's crazy. He's a conspiracy theorist now. Like, right. Obsessed yeah, with that's himself. like. Whatever. But like right. to be fair, he has to like act with a cutthroat. That's pretty difficult. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh, also, funny that this is a movie that probably works better before you have watched Lost. And you probably don't recognize yeah, Michael Emerson. Emerson, and you don't clock Michael Emerson <laughs> at all. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah like right. Because there's shots where they like try to obscure him with a pro, like, but with by only showing him in profile or from behind, yeah, and you're like, always like, it's yeah. Michael Emerson. He's there. Yeah, I want to see more Michael yeah. Emerson. Yeah. Let me let's yeah, see. It's like <laughs> nobody would ever recognize Michael Emerson's face. Like, it's like when Anne Dowd <laughs> is at the beginning of Hereditary. You're like, we already know she's bad business. But yeah, I mean, it like I've not seen any of the other Saw movies. Yeah, uh, it is no the franchise that like the reason like he, we we mentioned a little bit like I don't know if you confirmed that uh, Dead Silence or Dead no, Silence of those. Okay, so um, other than just that they all played festivals, I did want to talk about these three because they're all sort of like spawned like huge horror franchises and like uh Mm -hmm. saw being the longest running obviously there's something longest um, running temporally i feel like there might be more movies in the conjuring universe is that true there well i mean look there's so many fucking there's there's like the side the curse of la llorona is a conjuring movie isn't it now yeah there might might be more conjurings yeah there might be like okay there's there's three conjurings there's three annabelle's there's uh two three nuns. annabelles there's, there, there, there's two nuns yeah isn't there i think the second nun, nun hasn't come out okay yet, so right? so okay. far there's one nun there's curse of la llorona is anybody keeping count because i stopped that, that's, that's three uh, six nine. Seven. eight is it, no it's nine eight. if you it's include eight. the nun that's not out um, yet. okay so they're about to match yeah i feel like i'm missing something but i must not be yeah, they're about to match. Well, and, like, Curse of La Llorona, like, they just, like, stuck in a cameo from Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga at the end, right? Like, just to, like, sort of make it fit. Isn't that, like, the thing with that it's movie? It's, like, I don't Cloverfield know. Paradise yeah. style. Right. Um, yeah. But, yeah, yeah I mean, well, and Saw is definitely, like, also, like, it, like, that was, like, it spawned a genre, essentially. Yeah. Like, it well, yeah, was, like, like, it was, like, a cultural defining huh. moment. And, like, they, that was... Like, and I guess, like, studios, like, finding a horror franchise and then cranking one out every year, no matter what, is, like, not a new thing, certainly. But it was, like, the dominant one that was doing that for, like, a solid Yeah, for sure. And it it was, like, a thing where it came out in 04, so I was, like, seven, I guess I was six when it came out, so I obviously didn't watch Saw. And by the time I probably was, like, of the age where I might be interested in watching Saw, we were on, like, Saw 6. So right. So I just missed them when I came out, but I certainly knew people older than me that were just like all into Saw, and I was just like, "That sounds scary. I'm not gonna watch it." So this, yeah, so this, so it took this for me to engage with Saw, and I watched, it and I was like, "Yeah, that's pretty good. I can see why people yeah. would be like, I, I'd watch eight more of those." I mean, yeah, this is the thing. It's like yeah. of even though it's like not my favorite of his horror movies that we watched, it is the one that I'm like. Yeah, like, I'll load up another Saw. Like, yeah. especially because people love <laughs> Spiral from the Book of Saw. And I'm like, I'll get to that eventually. I'll just burn through them all. <laughs> what is I the good have a quick Saw correction. Cool? Go ahead. A quick correction. Uh, Wilson and Farmiga are not in uh, 
the Curse of La Llorona. Okay. Uh, Annabelle is in the Curse <laughs> of La Llorona. <laughs> Annabelle is in. Annabelle's in more of these. <laughs> Annabelle is in all of them except for the. It's nun. the Annabelle. That's very funny. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we'll talk about what Annabelle looks like. I'm sure when we get to the Conjuring. <laughs> um. But yeah, I think, I think Winnell is good in Saw. I, I did want to say that. I think yeah. he's like fun. I think he's, um, he's solid. Yeah. Like having fun. He's fun in both of these. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think yeah. his stuff in Insidious is also very funny. I love him um, respects. Yeah. His, the, um, yeah, the thing, I mean, the thing with, like, he's got the trickier role, because, like, he's, like, they fake out with him, like, three times, right? Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, right. you know, like, maybe he's Jigsaw, or maybe he's not, or, like, and then, like, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, uh, so he doesn't necessarily get like he doesn't get the backstory to play for a long time. Um, he's in the sequel. And- he's in sequels, right? Yeah. Y- yeah. Maybe. I, I think so. Sure. Um, Sorry, I got confused. He's in Insidious sequels. I have no idea. I, I think like one of them ends, and the end of one of the movies is the end of this one as well. Like, because that's what they. That's what every. That's what the end of every Saw movie from here on out does. Is it turns out that it takes place like during or before another saw movie that's uh, really right funny. it just keeps they have well they because like they that. kill off jigsaw very early right so then okay. they yeah. have to like work in the same time frame of what they the have established so far so funny like i th- he just stands up <laughs> it's very funny yeah, yeah it's really that's good. really good that like he's been awake apparently and alert the whole time yeah it's like how do you not like sneeze how do you not like <laughs> Like my and has like so manipulated, like has been able to press like an electric shock button without <laughs> anyone noticing. Like I also think that it's a bold. Andy didn't it's a like bold that. Movie. It's yeah. a bold movie. It's a bold. Andy, you're kidding. It's a bold move for a movie that is so gore based to have fake gore in it. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to have mm-hmm. like makeup and special mm-hmm. effects. Yeah, the right. The him like scarring off all the yeah. There was is, there was also a, a second image. there yeah. where I saw him and I was like, is this Chris Elliott? Is this? Look like that a little. I right. A weird blonde bald guy, sort of. But yeah. Um, Okay, so uh, Lee Wannell has an uncredited voice role in Saw 2, and then he's, like, full-on in Saw 3. He does, interestingly, in the credits of these movies, he loses a name each time. He's Adam Faulkner Stanheit in Saw, he's Adam Stanheit in Saw 2, and he's just Adam in Saw 3. He's the original man. Uh, Yeah. But... Yeah, I think, like, Saws 1 through 4 all take place concurrently. <laughs> okay, that's very funny. <laughs> it's so there's good. only... So half of Saw is Wait. one moment of time. Yeah, pretty much. And then the other half of Saw is, like, later. <laughs> I do. So there's Saw, Saw 2, Saw 3, Saw 4, 5, 6, Saw 3D, Jigsaw, and Spiral. Yeah. So, is Saw 3D, Saw 3D also is called the, Saw final the final chapter? The final right? chapter. Okay, right. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that is Which a is Saw crazy poster. Saw th- and so the, the Saw 3D yeah. is the one where my friends were like, "We want to go watch Saw 3D," and I was like, "This movie's called the final chapter. I'm not gonna go watch." <laughs> yeah. the I haven't read the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that was a situation where it was like me, me and my friend. It was one of my friends' birthday, and we're like, "We can either watch the last Saw movie or Jackass 3D and 3D." And we were like, "We're watching <laughs> Jackass 3D, obviously." Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I also want to quickly talk about. I think we talked about it when we last year when we talked about Blair Witch Project, but the sort of Sundancey horror thing. It's like 
I feel like watching like best of horror compilations like back in the day on TV of like the best horror movies. Sundance gets brought up a lot of like you know Blair Witch and then this and now it's like even more modernly you have like the sort of like a twenty four e like both of the actors played Sundance. You have like uh, Get Out was a secret screening. You have um, Eggers the Witch that was a Sundance, and it's like an interesting thing of Saw where it takes place in that sort of Sundance mm-hmm. um, chronology of like like their horror side. Like it's it it's right. like the sort of low budget friendly. <laughs> side of Sundance yeah. where they like, have a midnight section at Sundance right I believe they do right? I, they, they do now yes I, I don't I don't know if that was the situation I have no idea the if they did at the time but it's like I, what I, I sort of like uh, one of the things I like about Saw is how cheap it looks sometimes mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. the fucking mm-hmm. It is scrappy. The, in the, a way that's the dirty parking garage that they cut through three. Yeah, times. the parking garage is funny. His house, uh, Elsa's house, like looks like uh, a torture chamber. It's like so dark and brown and green. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, just for festivals, it's like I can't imagine watching Saw and not knowing what Saw is. I guess all of these. I know movies, there's yeah. some element of it, but I guess by Conjuring, you're just like that's the. Con- I know what these movies are, but like. Insidious and to a greater extent saw it's just like I can't imagine what it, what it must have been like to just sit there and not know anything about the movie and just it being this yeah yeah um, yeah and then just very quickly this was 2004 Sundance uh, the the grand dramatic prize that year went to primer <laughs> all right moving on so James Wan he makes Dead Silence, which is puppet movie. He likes puppets. Uh, yeah. Saw the puppet. Billy the I puppet. Mean, Jigsaw. Yeah. Uh, and then he makes... And he makes that with Winnell. Um, and that's like an, an Australian... They're both Australian. It's an Australian horror movie with the guy from True Blood. Uh, and then he makes Death Sentence, which is a Kevin Bacon starring revenge thriller that's based on like the sequel of the novel of death wish <laughs> and he Great. he does that um because i guess dead silence was sort of a um another like gory horror movie and death sentence is like right. pretty brutal so then yeah he takes and his- if you've never heard of these two movies both of which came in 2007 yeah. that's because no one has yeah, they're very uh like swept under the rug for his career i'm curious about uh, death sentence because uh, um, he sort of he calls it his art film with guns which is funny um, but so then he takes his break from 2007 to 2010 and comes back with Insidious which is uh, it plays Midnight Madness at TIFF uh, it was a sort of weak Midnight Madness the only things I kind of recognized were James Gunn's Super and John Carpenter's The Ward um Mm-hmm. But Insidious is crazy scary. <laughs> we talk about like Saw. There's not like a lot of scares. It's more like creepy. I think uh, Insidious. I was like hand over eyes like a lot of the time because <laughs> it is I just. Mean, I'd, I'd the, say Saw is more. Saw is more like freaky. Like Saw is a movie that's trying sure. to freak you out more than scary. Yeah. Saw is like fucked up. Saw is yeah, like sure. cringing at people getting things cut off. Like yeah, yeah, right? yeah. It's, that it's like thing. yeah. <laughs> It's the sort of brutality. Insidious is the 
scariest of these movies. Maybe I'm just like inured to being scared at this point. I, it, it's the one that like, and more like towards the beginning, I was kind of like, ooh, this is a little scary. Uh, but yeah, uh, maybe I'll get into my. I guess in this watching this film, I develop two theses on James Wan. One of which was borne out by The Conjuring, and one of which wasn't, though I don't know that either of them are borne out by the rest of his career, uh, which I'm not familiar with, but we'll talk about a little bit at the end of this episode, probably. Uh, the first was that, looking at the color palette of this film, and then considering that Saw is basically just, like, seven but kind of different i was like oh has any filmmaker ever been influenced by anyone as much as james wan was by david fincher uh which uh, once you get to conjuring i'm like ah this isn't that fincher but like insidious like the color grading is like borderline a parody of fincher for much of the film uh that's a- and yeah I suppose That's how it struck me it's anyway. It's so gray. <laughs> yeah. It looked pretty green on my computer. I got, like, a lot of gray with, like, some splashes of green and red. Um, yeah. Maybe. That's what I got, like, and, like, I've been watching, like, a lot of Argento this month, so, like, anytime I see the color red, I'm like, oh, this is that, and it's not, but, like, yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the other one, Thesis, which I think is, uh born out by the conjuring is like uh saw is like uh it's it's like interesting and kind of grody and weird but like it doesn't strike me and like there is some there we talked you, you you all talked about how like there's some like kind of stylistic flourishes but it doesn't really strike me as like the work of an especially like strong directorial voice whereas like insidious and then even more so conjuring is like oh this is like a really strong kind of workman like director but like the personality is like mostly gone and like maybe the yeah. reason it's even more gone is in conjuring is because Wannell's not involved in that uh but it's just like I don't know, Insidious, there were points at which I was interested, but it also, parts of it are, like, really boring, and, like, I thought that, like, when, uh, Wilson was going into the further, I was like, ooh, this is really cool, and, like, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to really know what to do with that, except for, like, maybe the scene where he's, like, looking at the family and the guy's whistling, uh... Also, the villain is Darth Maul. That seems easy to not do. But a, I mean, the villain—that's kind of all of my do. insidious um, thoughts. I'm really—I really like the villain in Insidious. Maybe. Like, um, I like—I like his little <laughs> stupid workshop. Uh, yeah. The th- the thing right that was the fun. things that I like most about Insidious are just that like how weird it gets. Um, and in some ways, like Insidious is where Juan kind of 
develops a hyper competency where he's able to just like stage yes. scares really well. Yeah. And then the conjuring is kind of like this like step back from everything that's weird about insidious and just doing that, which is why it was a huge hit and why I think like, I really like it too. But, um, when Wilson goes into the further in this movie and it just becomes weird, I, I like, I think it's pretty uneven. I don't think it all works. Um, but like when yeah. he's getting like kind of gonzo, I'm like, Oh, this is like what he's going to do later in malignant. Um, and I just, like, really appreciated that. I really responded to that kind of, like, weirder stuff that he's doing here. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. But saw Insidious and The Conjuring, not to get ahead of ourselves, but, like, my theory of Juan and, like, what he's interested in, and this goes back to what Emilio said before, is that James Wan really likes police procedurals <laughs> because <laughs> all of these movies are about investigations, yeah. Um, and that mm-hmm. continues on in Malignant, which is also like half a police procedural that seems like it's yeah, on CBS. Right. Um, and mm-hmm. he just like continues that again and again. Um, and that's another thing that in Insidious, mm-hmm. like when the characters of Specs and whatever the other guy's name is, um, the guy from Fargo, the, yeah, yeah, the um, the specific like seance they have and like the idea to use like a gas mask as part of a seance was like really compelling mm-hmm. and like interesting and yeah. cool to me yeah um so that's like what i like i just really like some of the images in it i don't know that there's much going on in the film other than like i don't know maybe lee winnell i think he had like a kid the year before this movie and okay. i think this movie, mm. i think this movie and kind of the conjuring too is like how about how much you don't get sleep when you have children sure yeah <laughs> maybe yeah, I do both Insidious and Conjuring. I was like, I wish we'd gotten to the investigation earlier. This is more interesting than just, like, we needed, like, one or two just, like, creepy scenes before that. And then it's like, okay, time to call someone in. Like, we don't... I don't know that we needed to... I feel like they could have called the, uh... Um the investigators before they like spent 15 minutes moving in insidious that is yeah. what is very funny about insidious where it's like the annoyance i guess of it's, moving and like they do it I, like three yeah. times and i'm like oh this right is i asshole. guess it's so you can get to like the point of like no the house isn't haunted the right. kid I mean, is yeah, haunted that's like, but, another like whatever genius premise of like two men in a room with a saw in between them or whatever or like a corpse in between them uh for saw and it's like what if your kid was a haunted house is so funny. I mean, I guess it is in theory, but, like, in practice, it's just the same. But, see, this is... I, yeah. I also sort of came to this when I was watching Saw, where, like, I've been watching a few horror movies this month, um, and I, like... I feel like I respond more... Even I mean, I guess I don't, because, like, some of my favorites aren't this. But, like, for for one, I'll say, I, I, I respond more when it is something supernatural more so than just like someone into like plotting everything out like the idea of saw or jigsaw just being a guy is like kind of boring to me but the i like the possession in um an insidious and like the, or and and then the exorcism stuff and conjuring is much more like exciting to me and like uh fascinating um especially like in, in insidious i think like all the setup scares are so good because it's like like yeah. you're saying Chris like the staging of it is all perfect of just like the thing where the camera like will pan and like just the thing will pop up behind someone or like when they're talking to Patrick Wilson and the freaking guy just peeks up behind him it's so scary um, and like 
Oh, the stuff with like yeah. Roseburn, like seeing the guy play piano. They're good, but there's too many. Of no, them. I want to. I want more. I want more. And then, like, I think stylistically, it is. It feels very like wad to me. Like uh, the color palette thing. I guess I see it sort of, even though I feel like Fincher's much more like. I don't know what the word would be, but like it feels more colorful in its grayness, whereas yeah. this is like very like flat gray and i kept thinking about um sort of the look of public enemies when i was watching yeah. it because it's like very steely and very like gray and especially there's some like uh i, I don't know what sort of cameras they filmed it on because i know it's like that sort of era where people are switching more for these budgeted big budgeted movies from like film to digital um and it is like it looks it looks really crisp when i watched it and like the scenes where Rose Byrne is just like in the house during the day and it's like very gray uh look very like it adds to the 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 vibe I think of just like this sort of chilliness of like what is gonna like scare you around the corner or whatever yeah I, I, I don't know this is a movie that like Saw, weirdly, I think I it took me such a long time to get around to it that I, I sort of like was able to like readjust my expectations back to just like a baseline. Like this is a movie I'll watch it like this. Let's see what it where it is. And I pre and it helped me appreciate appreciate it. And Insidious, but Insidious, I feel like just me as a kid, like whenever this was coming out, watching it trailers for this and then trailers for like 19 other horror movies it just, it just feels very of that time i guess i don't know like how to put it like i feel like i feel like a lot of worse horror movies stole a lot of this movie's tricks and did them a lot in like trailers and inside the movies and it sort of like dulled my appreciation for how well they are staged in this one because i'm just like yeah that's like a jump that's like a the sort of jump cut that 19 movies after this did and it, it, it i can't appreciate it on those terms that much even though there are still <laughs> some that are very good i i i i'm sort of on jesse's side of just like oh yeah when the investigators show up i'm like oh this is cooking with gas this is what the movie should have been but see yeah. I, I i think that stuff is fun i think like lin shay is really fun and i think like yeah. The um, I think the the guy like Winnell and the guy from Fargo are also like when they like come in and they're like okay like let's see what this is and he's like oh yeah there's a g -g -g ghost here like he comes back all scared after he sees everything. Um, I, I'll wait. I'll the, also say quickly that this is also a movie I knew the twists of even though I hadn't seen okay. it. Okay, mm. and it's like, but the weird thing is like even. Saw is like the twistier movie and maybe the movie that it hinges more on its twists, but I knew them. I also knew them and still could appreciate it where I as like what you said about like what if your kid was haunted I knew that so like a lot of the early part of the movie it, it just like sure felt flat to me and then I would right. and then I, I, yeah, I also knew I, it felt very la I knew well I didn't know exactly what happened at the very end but I didn't know that it, it was like Patrick Patrick Wilson had some supernatural thing and it ends crazy <laughs> right so that, it just ends with a sequel tease yeah i mean i i would agree that like the i i didn't really know any twists and i definitely found the saw twists much more like surprising everything felt pretty telegraphed and insidious like 
very early on in the movie, I was like, oh, Patrick Wilson had some sort of experience similar to this when he was a kid that he either doesn't want to talk about or is repressing. Yeah, I mean, I guess in my mind, it felt so telegraphed that it, like, didn't even read as a potential twist to me that I was just like, I guess. this is what is happening, that I wasn't like... Like oh, I guess, this is where but we're like, surprised. like the ending, I see. I feel like it's brought in as like a thing. That's like, I mean, it's certainly a thing, but to... I don't think like I mean, I guess maybe, maybe it's not supposed to be. I guess not. I don't know. I would have rather it been less telegraphed. Sure. Yeah. The thing, uh, like you were saying, Amelia, of like seeing all the trailers for Insidious and like all the movies like that are coming out of this era. It's like I think because we're just like a slightly different generation. I like. The Saw movie, that aesthetic of just, like, like down, 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 like, weird, like, rock over green horror movie feels like, I feel like I saw, like, eight million of those trailers where it's, like, this movie's called See No Evil and Kane's in it, like, all this stuff, or, like, The Collector, like, all that, that era of horror movies feels so specific, um, and, but, like... Do you mean Kane, like, Abel's brother, or Kane, like, the citizen? I think... I think it's spelled Kane like the citizen, but it is Kane the wrestler. The WWE wrestler, um, mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. Um, All right. But, uh, but it's like um, being like a child when so- the Saw franchise is happening and being like a coward from horror movies. I like never saw any of these movies in theaters. Never like uh, I hadn't watched any of them to now till like this week or whatever. And none of the twists, like, I didn't even know that The Conjuring was a period piece. <laughs> and, like, so wow. when I got to that, like, that was exciting. Um, but this one, like, I think, like, it's just, it's got a very good sense of vibe. And, like, it, I think it maintains it. Like, the ghost huntery stuff, I think, is a heightening of it and, like, makes it fun. Uh, but this, the sort of scariness of, like, uh, just, like, a little kid being, like, why is my brother who's in a coma always sleepwalking like is so just fucking scary and like hearing the voice on the baby monitor um i think it just like sets all that up and like pays it off well the stuff i don't really like in it is when he's walking around and you like are seeing all the sort of things chasing him uh and like uh, in the in the further um when he like when he's at near the end but like when you do see the sort of Darth Maul, like, in his studio, like, working and everything, yeah, the camera, funny. like, cranks up. It's a really, Playing his music. really good shot. Yeah. Just, like, this, this movie, because the first time I saw it was closer to when it came out, and I, I didn't really like it that much. But now, for some reason, I just was able to just vibe on it. I don't really think it gets scary or, like, really compelling until the Ghost Hunters come in. Um, sure. And I think it takes... It definitely takes too long getting there, um, and it's, like, quieter scares and all that stuff. But um, my favorite, like, scare in, in the movie is when the, the one ghost hunter is um, walking around taking pictures, uh, and he, like, sees the girls by the by the clock. Uh, yeah. Like, that really got me. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but none of the other ones really did. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think it's interesting. Yeah. I... Andy, do you have any thoughts? All right. I... Sure. Yeah. I mean, Insidious. This one, I did not know anything about going in. This, like, I was like, if you had, I, like, I didn't know that it was a movie. Essentially, like, I didn't know what it was at all. Um, and I watched it, and I watched these in reverse order, and I watched them all in one day, which is probably not the way to do this. Um, but uh, 
at first I was like, this is just exactly the same thing as The Conjuring. It's like, you know, what if your house was spooky or whatever. Starring Patrick and Wilson. Like, yeah, starring yeah. Patrick Wilson. And it's like this time Patrick Wilson is like part of the family that has the problem instead of like the person who's going to help or whatever. Um, uh, and I was mad about that. But then, you know, it's it, it just got boring to me. Like, I didn't think it was interesting at all. I really hate Juan's, like, otherworldly creature designs. I oh, think all no. of them all look terrible and, like, are not interesting to look at. Um, I think most of them other than Darth Maul are bad. Yeah. Um, I agree. And, yeah, and I don't know. He just has a way of, like, reducing, like, the devil and evil into something that, like, is so not interesting to me like it like like <laughs> these concepts i feel like are so big and like th- like when you think about like christian myth christian mythology and stuff like so expansive and so uh, whatever and like the way that he deploys that sort of stuff in his movies i just find it like the most like reductive boring version of all that stuff um where it's just like yep that's like this is evil or whatever and they look scary and they're you don't want them to hurt you like you gotta do this to get them to not hurt you or whatever yeah, it was it was just like I was I was not interested in what was happening in that in Insidious at all. Uh, I don't know. I I bet you'd prefer. I don't think the monster design. I was just gonna say. Bad, but you go ahead. I'm just gonna. I was just gonna say that I bet Andy would prefer my artistic concept of the devil, which is that he's a guy who shows up in improv scenes. Sure. He invented improv, in my opinion. But uh, yeah. uh <laughs> the devil's lettuce is uh, the devil's sign herald up for USB. <laughs> the devil. But uh, that would be a good herald. Everyone's the devil. But uh, I think, I think the the problem with the monster design is that I think it's just like, I think they are scary towards the beginning because it's just like they sort of just look like slightly weird guys. So when you just see them in like bits and pieces, I think that it gives a really unsettling effect. But then mm-hmm. like when they get to the nether and you really have to spend time with it, you just sort you sort of it's just sort of like, oh, I guess this is like a little less intimidating. I don't know. I can't e- you say if he's reducing it to the most boring version. I don't know if he even I don't know if he even has that much of a take. I, I just think he, he yeah. likes putting things in it that are scary. Like I and I yeah. and I, almost, I think it's just like I almost sort of appreciate that. Like it, it, they're pretty head empty movies. Yeah, yeah. It's like not reductive. It's just accessible. Yeah, yeah. I think he's just trying sure. to make stuff. But I think <laughs> I, I could appreciate thematic ideas to do to think about. I'm sorry. What if a haunted house was your kid, Andy? <laughs> I don't think it does anything with that. Interesting. The problem. I don't. Yeah, no, it does but, not fit uh, with that idea. I think, I think the problem, I think why, it, it's just like, I think the problem is that the family's too generic, I think. Because, I, I mean, think, maybe, and I think sure. that's why when the ghost hunters come and it's in, like, yeah. you, 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 like, appreciate them, because it's like, oh, these are people with, like, mm-hmm. bits and personalities yeah. and things that they do that are their own, right. and not just, like... And I, like, I think Patrick Wilson and Rose Byrne are, like, great actors. I like them a lot in, like, lots yeah. of other things, and, like, yeah, I don't... Like Rose Byrne is a songwriter, she and has, Patrick she's Wilson like nothing pretty to do bad in this, this movie. I think. Yeah, Teacher? I mean it's maybe not her like, fault at all, but like she is like yeah. very. I was like, I'm shocked that like Rose Byrne is giving up. She gives good. I'm scared, but uh, I mean, like, Wilson yeah. is also and Patrick Wilson is not good in either. No, I think he's oh, very he's good, good in the Conjuring. conjuring. Yeah. Here's what I'll say about 
the fir- these first two movies because I, I like haven't seen The Conjuring in a while and I couldn't make it watch it because I, I uh, was a little busy. But uh, weirdly, I think he's a guy. He maybe is not great with like big fame like famous actors i don't know what to say i feel like all all every all the performances i prefer in saw or in insidious are just like character actors or people whose names i don't know like the fargo guy sure. or like the old lady lee Wannell. or lee Wannell, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, lee Wannell. Wannell. Wannell, who i guess i know but like not really as an act i i haven't seen him act i mean yeah except right. for, like, Wann- his cameo in aquaman i guess Oh, who's he in Aquaman? He's like the pilot who dropped them off. That's fine. <laughs> um, I'm glad they're friends. So. Um, sure. But, uh, the, um, but yeah, it's like Rose Byrne. I don't know what she's really doing. I think I, even... What's his face in Saw? I forget his name. Uh, Elvis? Elvis. Carrie I don't Elvis. think he's like not great in Saw, no. I don't think. Not really. Yeah. But like I think... I think Winnell is great, and I think like Ken Long is like pretty good, and like Ken Long and like yeah, Emerson's is... doing Emerson, but it's Emerson's pretty good at <laughs> <Yeah>. doing Emerson. <laughs> yeah, I mean Emerson. The problem is just you want him to have a whole lot more to do because he's Emerson. Come on the show, Mike. <laughs> I yeah. think Juan eventually like latched on to Patrick Wilson because he's like, this guy's a professional. Mm-hmm. I don't need to direct him. I can't direct actors. This guy's just going to do his thing, and it's going to be good. And then he gets, you know, the performance of the century with Orm, so... He's so I mean, good at Orm, What's, what's interesting, I didn't know this. I love him. I was just looking up the sort of franchise of Insidious. So, Juan directs one and two. One and two, um, Is the, all the cast in all of them? Um, I think so. Burn and the, Wilson yeah. are back for, like, all three? Yeah. Sure. There's four. Well, yeah. four? The, there's the last key. Good God. Um, which uh, Winnell is is mm-hmm. in one, two, and four. I think. I don't think he's in three. Okay. Um, yeah. Winnell. Uh, I think it's. I think the last key, which is the fourth one, is about just the ghost hunters. Um, okay. Because Burn and Wilson aren't in it. Okay. But not in that. next year, so there's chapter right. one, chapter two, chapter three. So I saw this on Letterbox when I typed Insidious into the thing, and I was like, "Is this fake?" But it sounds like this is real. The next Insidious is Insidious: The Dark Room, and it's being directed by Patrick Wilson. <laughs> Good. That's <laughs> that's exciting. <Okay>. That's interesting. <laughs> sure. It's interesting. I don't know about exciting. Come back to Broadway, Patrick. Please sing oh for me God. again. Um, but yeah, I think the ending, the sort of the photograph reveal, is fun and like goofy. I think it's um, real goofy. Yeah. I think that's I think that's more what I respond to in this movie. It's like I like when it's being goofy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, mm-hmm. I want. I have a question oh, to ask about Juan in just like in relation to the general horror landscape that might be annoying should i ask that now or after the conjuring go for it where does he because like i just like don't have a good concept of horror and maybe the term i'm out to bring up is meaningless but like where does he fall in terms of this nebulous elevated horror thing is he like a progenitor of it is he an antidote to it or does he exist entirely parallel to it i think the closest you get as someone who's like not very horror like 
Veramica right. Horror Neophyte. Yeah, this is maybe not the best group to ask this question to. Um, my thinking is his, the closest he gets to Elevated is Conjuring, which is like, mm-hmm. w- w- like with this, with Insidious, it was a very like conscious move away from gore, uh, where he mm-hmm. like felt that he had been pigeonholed by his use of gore and wanted mm. to do something with Winnell that was just like scary. And then I feel like that is even more so in The Conjuring. Uh, and like Malignant is very much like it's it feels much it's like he doesn't do the sort of it's like a drama that is scary like that you could sort oh, okay. of level against uh, elevated horror movies. Like it is very much like a like pulpy, I guess. Like oh, okay. Quote, unquote, so yeah. So you're saying that *Malignant* maybe is kind of in that antidote. Yeah, it's like it's 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 okay, more along the lines of like an *Insidious*, but it's bad, like, is what it is. Well, Andy doesn't like it at all. I like those good. I'm movies curious that about make. it. I wish I had time to watch it. it I mean, I'd recommend it. It's it sounds more up my alley than these than uh insidious or uh it's got a lot of aquaman style in it to be honest yes uh but (laughs) i haven't seen in the like elevated horror question i think that like the conjuring is the closest he comes but it's still not that it's it's that one is more like like kind of like a prestige like dressed up horror to be like we're we're serious or whatever but like all these elevated horror movies or whatever you want to call them they're very like theme forward and The Conjuring's never mm. that. The Conjuring is always about I guess so. scaring you. Like, yeah, it's a movie right. that, like... I guess my thought was, like, it kind of seems like maybe part of it could be people taking some of the wrong lessons about from, like, the move that he... From, like, the arc that he goes on from Saw to Conjuring. Yeah, I think that, like, The Conjuring and, like, how well it did in basically like how it was critically beloved basically led people to be like hey what if we took this very seriously again and that kind of led to mm-hmm. a lot of these just like kind of like very right movies yeah mm-hmm. um i did want to talk about quickly with insidious it is very notably and in, in my mind at least as like an early Blumhouse movie, mm-hmm. which is like Blumhouse starts in the late two oh. thousands. Um, Paranormal Activity is the sort of big pop in like two thousand nine. Yeah, I'll say Paranormal um, Activity is weirdly like I, I don't think I ever went to the theater to watch any of them, but it, there are movies that really like around my friends. I probably watched like two or three of them, and uh, yeah, I mean Paranormal. That's like a classic movie. Like it comes out when I'm like a freshman in high school, and I'm like I'm so scared of ever seeing this movie Same. like i i cannot watch paranormal activity like people are telling me that it's like real and it's the scariest thing they've ever seen i'm like no <laughs> dice what's paranormal activity up to they've got a new one that like this paramount out. plus baby yeah right, they're like is that the amish now. one yeah is it amish yeah. I think so. Or is that a different thing that's like, what if paranormal activity That's gotta be a different thing, because how would they get the cameras in there? Yeah, there's no... (laughs) No, there's definitely... It's like a lady who's like, I have to go visit my Amish family. So it's like post-Rubspringa paranormal activity? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I guess. Um, But yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, Maybe. 
I think this is it. Next of Kin. I think this is the Amish movie. Written by Christopher Landon of Happy Death Day. Um, Yeah, it's definitely that. But yeah, this sort of falls in between Paranormal Activity uh, 2 and 3. And like when he sort of pivots from being just like a general producer to like exclusively like horror. Um, And then he does uh, Insidious 2... He does all the purges, obviously. These are all, like, the horror franchises that are coming out of Blumhouse. Um, And, yeah, I think it's just, like, an interesting place, like, you asking about where it sits within, like, elevated horror, like, of that sort of Blumhouse and, like, Blumhouse tilt, I guess. Uh Um, Its place there is also very interesting. Yeah, I mean, I I guess it does between Conjuring being taken seriously critically and... Insidious being like steps in the ladder of like Blumhouse becoming a major player in like mm-hmm. American right. dis- American horror and just like general film distribution and like I think Juan probably you could credit him with like setting it up to a certain extent, but he's probably not right. Yeah, of that movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That was what I thought. But yeah, that's why I said like, is he kind of a progenitor of it? And then like the recent one L movies have been like very much different. Yeah, he one L. He yeah. is like he is someone who I feel like I hear being like set up as like this is the guy well, who's not doing that. As as like the day we recorded this news uh, came out today that he's no longer doing. Right. The Wolfman, and now it's Derek, Derek Jim Sion Fronts. Yeah. Which is, I mean, I'm interested. It's going to be the, the, the most so miserable monster movie ever made. Just <laughs> yeah. Wolfman is going to cry a lot. I'm uh, yeah. so sad that I'm a wolf. Well, Wolfman's I mean, going to get a good. divorce. It's going to be yeah, really yeah. bad. He's trying to. It's like going to be a courtroom drama about him getting his kids back. <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, and then eating his I mean, kids, look, and then being sad yeah. that he ate his kids. Yeah, Wolfman. I, 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 I really. That sounds like, good. I feel like there's a lot of sad. Ho- I don't know if Wolfman is one of the sad ho- characters. You can, I mean, yeah, it's you like you <laughs> go for it. Like I feel like he's Invisible Man is sad. Is he? I guess I yeah, don't. Yeah. Well, Invisible Man, he's like he's a just leader an in the field of optics. <laughs> like Invisible Man was always just kind of an asshole. Wolfman like is meant to be sympathetic. It's just that in like the first right because he's like I don't want to turn into a I don't want to be a wolf, yeah. but I keep doing it. But I keep doing it. I, I feel like uh, Frankenstein is more his 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 wave. I feel like for that is yeah his... maybe yeah yeah the um... uh, the spectacular twenty twenty two is going to be Andy dragging us all to see Derek Zionfranz's Wolfman. I've never seen a Derek Zionfranz yeah. movie, so maybe I would hate it. I don't know. But I, but um, I, li- I, I like quite I like, possibly. I like both of the one out. I think that both of those movies are like yeah. yeah I was cool. gonna say mm-hmm. right. I yeah I like Invisible Man like a lot more than any of these movies. Invisible and I Man. Like, I mean right. I mean considering that I like. Uh, saw much more than these other two movies i'm like maybe he's the guy who's in right See, yeah, and, I, and i like i was thinking of it i was like is it just that like one of the best actresses working is the star of invisible man is that the only reason i like it or whatever but they like, both I, right. I mean winnell also i haven't i i would like to see the insidious movie that he directed because uh, i hear that one is very good but he like we you, you talk about Juan's style and i think it comes through a lot more in, in his post-conjuring movies uh, including Malignant, right. where he like he likes to do the thing where he like moves the camera and like goes up and like down and like will turn the yeah, camera right. and it's like these he does yeah. these quick like 
quick zooms and like tracks and everything yeah. and it's all when very rock yeah. exciting rock bottoming Vin Diesel or whatever it's yeah. very <laughs> good or Definitely. I mean uh, they do it in uh, Black Manta does it in Aquaman I feel like Malignant does a full like stand up from the floor but also Lee Winnell does this mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and upgrade the movement in that movie is insane where it's all like stuck but moves like it's it's hard to explain but the way the, the camera moves in upgrade is like crazy and then yeah and an invisible man yeah the surprise of the decade is that like both Juan and Wanell are actually action filmmakers <laughs> yes, have yes, been the yeah. whole time and should have just done <laughs> that, this. yeah the action in upgrade is insane it's, it's really <laughs> that, good that first scene where he like activates is so crazy um yeah. But Andy, if, you, if you haven't seen Upgrade, you might like it. It's like a, might, a Venom. Yeah. It's Venom sure. with a second-rate Tom Hardy. But it's a better movie than both Venoms. <laughs> um, but um, uh, I bet also, yeah, Invisible Upgrade Man. Upgrade is just also it's like a highlight of how weird he is as a writer of dialogue. Because yes. it's like it, me and Cullen talked about it. But Upgrade is like if every line in a movie was a leader in a field in the field of optics. <laughs> yes, yes. It's <laughs> yeah. Logan Marshall Green's performance is like the scariest thing i've ever seen <laughs> he's so weird in that movie yeah um but yeah this is like sort of where winnell and juan part in terms of uh production uh, aside from the the following like the insidious after uh conjuring they they write together um but you know winnell uh, going sort of off to do his own movies and uh, like sort of taking the franchise uh, forward of Insidious and then doing Upgrade Invisible Man um, and Juan doing Conjuring um, which the Conjuring is very good I think uh, I feel like people will like describe it as boring and I'm like that is good and that is the vibe like <laughs> I watched uh, I've been watching a lot of Fulci movies um and he there's this movie called House by the Cemetery and which is like taking narcotics. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Um and it's like 86 minutes long and half of that movie is like the grossest shit you've ever seen. Faulty is like his thing is just like the grossest grossest thing of just like maggots and like puke and shit and just like all gross shown as closely Um, and as slowly as possible (laughs) yeah and like being stat like uh in one of his movies a drill just slowly goes through someone's cheek and it's like did they just do that to a guy a zombie fights Um, a shark in slow motion underwater (laughs) yeah and it's like a real shark uh fulci is crazy he's like my guy weirdly um, but then the other half of that movie is, like, pretty boring. And I'm, like, <laughs> it's a nice, like, fall vibe of, like, leaves on the ground and, like, cold air, everyone in sweaters. It's, like, the brood is also this thing where it's, like, half of that movie is, like, crazy. And then the other half is just, like, walking around, like, Toronto in winter or whatever. And it's, like, Conjuring does that for me as well where, like, I didn't know it was a period piece. So when that was, like, when it starts and they do that, I'm, like... This is really cool. And then I think it's also really funny, like, the title drop and it made me laugh a lot, where they just, like, put the, like, little text of, like, describing who they are. Right. And then it's then just, like, the There's only one of their cases oh, that you... Oh, you mentioned the title drop. I just want to say that the title drop... The, t- the font for the Insidious title drop is one of the sickest <laughs> things I've ever seen, and that's my favorite part of Insidious. You can go back <laughs> to talking about the Conjuring. Um, but then, like, other than that, like, I think all the sort of scares and just like ghostly movement in 
uh, Conjuring is, like, really great, and the half that's not, I'm just, like, I just vibe with this. Like, I can just watch, like, Ron Livingston complain about, like, not getting truck routes, and, like, uh, you know, Formiga and Wilson talk about how God brought them together with, like, the religiousness of it was so crazy to me that I, I also didn't know that was part of it. And they're... Yeah, they're, like, famous religious people. They yeah, suck. they're, yeah. they're big-time charlatans. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that sort of energy is just, like, funny, where they're like, well, like, think about the church. Like, <laughs> it's just, an, like, I, I wasn't expecting it. Uh, and and I, I, I liked it a lot. Um, and then, I, yeah, I think, like, all the kids in it are really good. Like, Joey King, I think, is good. There's, like, the scene where... Uh, the the girl's like standing and it's just like the shadow behind her and she's like there's nothing over here and it's like oh god it's gonna happen and I like have to cover my eyes cause like he's gonna do the big scare and then I think the um the, the exorcism at the end I think is sick <laughs> and it was just like this was a great time uh, it's like maybe my favorite of the three I was very bored by it I don't really have anything to say <laughs> yeah I mean I like this one, it was the first one I watched, and I was like, oh, so this is just, like, playing the horror movie hits. Like, it's, like, it's just, like, doing all these tropes and beats that, like, I feel have, like, just permeated, like, as even as a guy who does not watch or seek out horror movies in any way, shape, or form, I was like, I just feel like this is all just, like, yeah, okay, he's doing, like, the classic, like, horror movie rhythms or whatever here. And, like, yeah. it's just, like... And I don't feel like, and like, I just like, was like, it was not effective. Like, I was just like, okay, like you're doing the thing that every other horror movie does. Like, congratulations. Like you can do it in this one too or but whatever. I think that's um, what I was talking about with Insidious is that I think those things are his thing. And I don't, and it's like almost not his fault that those are, those are things that read Pat. Cause I think those are things that he sort of not necessarily even pioneered, but I think worked to do very well and but it, it was yeah. but it has become watered down through no yeah. fault of it i own. think it is like well some fault of it, it is own, also he made a lot of it. the the thing of just like these are the horror tropes that you've like come and known to love or whatever or that you like can recognize instantly but he to me is such an interesting filmmaker visually and the sort of like and insidious i think it happens more but here there's like some movement around, like, the movement around the house, I think, is just, like, spectacular. And, like, there's that early, um, the scene where they're playing, uh, fucking, what's the song from the All the Money in the World trailer? Uh, time of the Season. Um, oh, sure. they're playing that, and it's, like, this tracking shot through the house, and it's, like, this is the James Wan juice. Like, this is yeah. what you want. It's, like, and all that with the addition of, like, uh, Patrick Stewart and like short sleeve shirts and like mother Stewart. I mean Patrick Patrick Wilson um uh with like th- like all those 70s like <laughs> religious garb like they all look like they're in the ice storm <laughs> it's just like exactly what I want out of this movie yeah I mean I, I'd agree with you like there's like um movement and there's uh, like patience and there's tone that like um as somebody who like watches a lot of horror movies um the joy of the conjuring is seeing all those like tropes and everything that you see over and over again, but executed at such a high level that 
you don't get to see in the genre very often um especially at the time when this came out like to have something that was like this big and was like this tight and this tense um and like the summer of 2013 was like a gift and like it's not a movie that i love but i have seen it like six or seven times now um like because it and i think part of its strength is that it is just the things that horror movies do um because it's very easy then for me to just like throw it on like during october and just yeah. watch it and be like oh yeah this this is still pretty good this still holds up um i like personally the reason why i like this movie and um the reason why i like the sequel is i i really like patrick wilson and farrah formica together um i think they're great i think farrah formica is you know always wonderful um but i think like especially in the, in the sequel like their chemistry together like the bond that they build like really holds it together and like kind of like keeps those like fall vibes that colin's talking about going <laughs> um even when like stuff isn't happening but like i, I don't know the, the the scene where like they look down the basement stairs and like the candle blows out or whatever that's just gold i, I just think yeah, i just think like, it works is is like yeah. my only like i don't really have that many deep thoughts about the conjuring except for like the shit works yeah so i think i mean like that is and sort of like last year and this year trying to watch like a lot of horror movies as someone who's like not seen any and like as i am watching more and more i'm just like well, now I have, like, my, my rotation of, like, I'll have to watch this next October. Like, this one 100% is going to be on the list with, like, you know, Argento's opera and Hubie Halloween. <laughs> all just, all like, bangers. what I want to feel the vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Wilson and Farmiga are definitely, like, the angle that I'm most interested yeah. in in this movie. Like, I think them as a couple... As like, and they're they're like weird lectures. At one point, they're like fear. Webster's <laughs> defines fear, yes, it's all or very whatever. Yeah, I don't like it. Um, which is like very silly and like kind of maybe. Fear for me, guys. Like, you know that's fear fun. for me, guys. The female Jeffrey Wright. I have no more thoughts on this, but I'm just gonna throw that out. Continue okay. talking. <laughs> she, <laughs> okay. Does she own any mines? Yeah. Like, yeah. right. And possibly. I just like yeah. And I kind of do appreciate like a movie that like yeah that takes like religious people seriously and like takes depicting them like 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 you know with with without derisiveness i think is 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 like a good thing for a movie to do occasionally um maybe i think these specific religious people should be viewed with more i think it like tips too far the other way to the point where it's like these are like heroic catholics and i like i'm like i'm all for treating religious people respectfully or anything but like to the point where it's like heroic for them to be so religious is a bit much like i i i'm from long island so like i grew up near uh amityville which the warrens famously quote unquote investigated uh like they (laughs) popped in for i think a night and were like "Uh, yeah there's some ghosts here i guess uh and then claimed it for themselves (laughs) spooky place uh, they, they like preyed on the fears of average people and we're like yeah there are demons here and it i think their their legacy is pretty fucking upsetting to be honest sure yeah but the movie's cool (laughs) yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. um andy how would you compare Hmm. this to evil to evil yeah i mean that's a good question evil scary i do uh, 
I love evil. Like I, that's like we a very weird. The I mean, concept. I guess, <laughs> what no. are we talking the about? The, the television. I love show evil. by Robert okay. and Michelle. Okay. Okay. I was like, what on the earth? The television happening? show Evil, which is about like a, a like a priest and a detective trying to solve religion. Excuse you, the Paramount Plus. It's now a Paramount show. Plus. Original. Did not know that that yes. had happened to Evil. They, good, the second season, they moved. Evil. But I don't. I yeah, don't, I mean, sure. They'll probably I mean, run longer. Um. Uh. Yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, that like has the classic like X Files setup where like one of them is a skeptic or whatever, right? Which is always like I feel like a good thing to add into the mix. Um. And yeah, and like that show, I feel like it takes itself less seriously as 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 far as like this as is as far as its depiction yeah. of like de- like the demon's like name is George and he's going to make like sexy like jokes to whatever like 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 that sort of like all that like all that stuff is like there's like a level of humor there and a level of like just like isn't this so crazy and fun that the show is more in on than in something like the conjuring so that's sort of why i think why i respond more to evil uh and you get like and also like I just love, like, that show has a bunch of l- girls as well. There's, like, four girls who are, like, the mm-hmm. invest- the detective's daughter. Her, or she's, like, a psychologist or whatever. Um, uh, and, like, that, I-, I love that you get to, like, spend a lot of time with them and return to them over and over. So, like, just the-, the television format of, like, you get to spend a lot of time with these characters, like, really benefits this sort of premise, I think, where there, and well, the- where there is, like, a different you're investigation. Lo- you're you're, you're in luck with you. the Conjuring. <laughs> Yeah, you want more I time mean, with them? We get all the time in the world, baby. That's this, how is the second Conjuring two hours and fifteen minutes long? No one how is that? That is exciting to me because it's Juan's back. He comes back for the second. It has the same plot so as go- Ghost Watch. Okay, <laughs> what is Ghost Watch? Uh, Ghost Watch is a. Um, it was a television special in the UK that was investigating some ghostly activity it was all staged but they didn't tell anybody it was staged and it was like a regular like special news expose like starring the guy who did the news exposés over there so a bunch of people tuned in and thought this shit was real and it was this Uh whole like ghost thing based on based on the same case that conjuring 2 is based on in england um and like i know somebody in the uk whose grandmother still thinks ghost watch was real um, oh. If you can track down a copy, I, I highly recommend it. It's super fun. Um, sure, that's fun. I um, I also think that like Evil's really good, and while The Conjuring like makes me jump a few times, uh, Evil is a show that makes it hard for me to sleep after I watch it. So I can't watch it. Wow. Evil Evil scares the shit out of me, and I don't know why. Um, that's interesting. I yeah, I like can't engage with entertainment in that way. Where if it like if it starts to scare me, I just like co- sort of check out for some reason. But. Um, Emer- uh, and, and well, and, yeah, that's right. Emerson's in it. He's a lot of fun. Uh, he is in regular sessions with a like a demon who is like helping him like lead an incel army and things. Like it's like there's like all sorts of crazy stuff going on on this show. It's finally really representation. <laughs> um, so just to quickly go through the Conjuring franchise, which I do, I love a franchise Wikipedia where it just lists all the movies. Sure. So we've got Conjuring next year. This is 2013. The next year there's Annabelle. 
the year which they like really like are ready to go with annabelle in that first of conjuring because it is like they're like this was a really big case for us this annabelle doll because it's the cold open of the conjuring is like annabelle or whatever and so it's like boy really teed up i do love the cold open yeah i think yeah maybe i was too uh, i mean i i I like conjuring it is interesting about how all these one i guess these are the ones that we are talking about and maybe the ones that we're skipping aren't but just like how franchise ready they are really it's just like sure insidious ends on a sequel hook saw ends with like a big reveal that i guess you could sort of end the movie there but it's like clearly you're you're gonna be but like the premise is like so unique that it's like well we gotta make 12 more of these yeah. and then it was like we didn't really talk about it but saw was like uh lionsgate bought it before it premiered at sundance Everyone loved it at Sundance. They played it again at TIFF. And then, like, that Halloween after TIFF, they released it. And it was, like, the sensation. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was saying about Saw, like, when, when, of, like, watching it without knowing anything. But it's, like, you watch, like, ten minutes of Saw. And it's, like, even if you don't think it's, like, great, you're, like, oh, this is just money. This is just, like, like, somebody nailed what you have to do for you so, somebody yeah. to like i'm interested in watching this and it's just like exactly that but uh continue with the conjuring franchise so, so yeah there's annabelle then there's the conjuring 2 which Juan directs um there's annabelle creation uh the year after that so there Presumably was a set in a doll factory uh, yeah <laughs> so annabelle was famously the okay famously pretty the good film. uh critics were shown instead of tulip fever Tulip Fever. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> yes. Where we they were, were like, sorry, you can't play Tulip Fever. You can see Annabelle creation. <laughs> um, I've heard that that's yeah, so Annabelle. Annabelle I've heard that that one. There's, Annabelle was 2014, then Conjuring's 2016, and then it's like, this is when it starts every year. So we have Annabelle creation in 17, The Nun in 2018, the sort of backdoor Curse of La Llorona in 2019, uh, and then that same year... You have Annabelle comes home, and then this year she came uh, home. You know, speaking of HBO Max, <laughs> yeah, uh, you, uh, there was the Conjuring. The Devil Made Me. Do you're it. missing one, actually. Oh, what's missing? Uh, the Nun Two, Benedetta. Okay, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> right. This year, <laughs> but um, but yeah, uh, and then sort of where this falls, uh, in Juan's filmography, he does yeah. Insidious, and then Conjuring was his follow-up to insidious and then it's insidious 2 furious 7 which is like talking about we talked about the fast franchise a lot earlier this year and that is like a very i think james wan movie like uh that franchise i think leans or lends itself rather to uh its director and he has such a style that is like just all throughout that movie um, i mean and then I guess it's like he, for a guy who's known for scary people so much, he is also responsible for See You Again, and that's he. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, it is a fascinating thing to think about. He directed the Fast movie that was the one that Paul Walker died before it came out, and it's like that movie has so much weight around it, uh, and he does an excellent job of like all the sort of there's like crazy car chases obviously and like his but, directing yeah, but also that movie was a mess to make because of the, it's yeah the, right they had to rewrite it halfway yes. through like yeah and no one's made that, a good uh, fast movie since wow okay i almost agree with, that's a spy, I almost, that i guess that's that, like an i think i think that, 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 that is spicy, argu- but that that's is inarguably i feel like 
everybody no one's top yeah three. nobody nobody yeah. everybody would agree that they have none of them have been as good as seven since seven yeah. yeah um and then he does conjuring two and then he graces cinema with one of our greatest gifts uh aquaman which is like his best movie I by a mile, maybe. I th- have we talked about Aquaman like at all on the show? I can't. Uh, I, I, probably, I can't. Imagine. I probably plugged it once. Uh, maybe. Um, yeah. It's a masterpiece. It's like one of my favorite movies of all time. Aquaman's his best I, movie, like pretty easily. I fucking love it. Movie. Yeah. It's also like I mean, it's it's just one of the best movies. It's like without getting too much in the conversation of like superhero movie fatigue and like what. I feel like DC also, similarly to the Faz franchise, it is it lends itself to its director more than something than other sort of uh, superhero franchises. Like I feel like maybe that's not general. Like I haven't seen other Patty Jen- Jenkins movies, so I can't really do that for her. But what does um, Wonder Woman have in common with Monster? <laughs> I I, yeah, know. I guess so. Um, but. Uh, Aquaman, there's just some magic to it of, like, star and the way that that movie looks and, like, Wilson being incredible in it as well. Like, the sort of long-running relationship of Juan and Wilson is very fun to think about and that he plays Orm, the Ocean Master. We all like the Ocean Master. And and that movie also has the thing where he will, like, do crazy stuff with a camera. There's this, like, long-run... Uh, long long chase through Italy and that the way that movie right. uses IMAX is like insane um, yeah. and it's just one of the best movies it's like also like credit to whoever like the, the writing team on that one it's like beautiful and it makes me cry whenever they play they go to Italy and they play this Roy Orbison song uh, they go to the desert they like, play Pitbull doing a cover of Toto's Africa of Africa it's so good um <laughs> And then, I mean, yeah, but that movie is just, like, a beautiful masterpiece that is, like, untouchable for anyone, almost. And then he makes Malignant, which people love. Uh, he was working on an Aquaman sequel that was going to be a horror movie set in the trench. Uh, that also, you know, sort of news breaking, like, yesterday as we're recording this, he was like, yeah, it was going to be a <laughs> Black Manta, like, see, like, he was going to be the main character of that, basically. Uh, and that movie would have been incredible because the trench, like the horror sort of that comes through in Aquaman is represented in the trench and it is incredibly scary uh, where he just does like a monster movie basically for 10 minutes. Um, and uh, the the whole movie of that would have been uh, fascinating, I think. Um, but then he, you know, he's, he's working on Aquaman 2 now, but in this interim between 2018 and now he made Malignant, which is like his sort of original IP uh, horror movie about, like, what if your, like, evil twin was on the back of your head or whatever. Yeah, that's the premise of the movie. Or, like, yeah, what if what if you had... I mean, it is... It, it essentially is the Treehouse of Horror episode about Hugo. Um, uh, Bart's evil twin. Uh, can, uh, From we, The Simpsons. Yes. Um, the Simpsons? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think uh, only Andy, I, and Chris have seen this one, right? Malignant. Yeah, yeah, Malignant. Yeah, right. Do you don't want to hear my thoughts on Aquaman at all, Cullen? I mean, if you have nice stuff to say about it, you can say it. <laughs> I have nice. No, mean, I mean, yeah, I do. To I, say about the ocean. I agree that Aquaman is his best movie. I 
do think it only tops out at like a seven out of ten, unfortunately. But like, uh, I think it's I like I think that's a lot of fun. I do think like his technological reach exceeds his grasp sometimes. Like I think a lot of the 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 tech doesn't quite work in that movie in terms of like creating a seamless environment that I get immersed in. Uh, and I yeah, but I, th- I think I think I it's totally a good movie. I think it's ultimately. That. Yeah, I feel sure. like that's maybe the wrongest you've ever been on the show. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, yeah, Malignant is like yeah, it's definitely that movie is like you know it's 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 him like being like I'm gonna make like a like a sick like nasty like horror movie right like yeah it's it is sort sick of, nasty <laughs> yeah and like I don't know it, it, it Andy watched Malignant and he was like the vine of the kid who's like that was legitness. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, yeah, I really didn't like... Like, I feel like that's a movie that, like, has... Like, it. it's the it's the horror movie of his, I think, that gestures the most towards having, like, themes and, like, ideas. And yeah. I don't think any of that stuff is really well handled at all. There's, like, a lot of stuff about, like adoption and motherhood and like you know family connections by blood and stuff and i think it all that stuff like if you think about it for more than a few seconds like i don't think it the movie handles it very well yeah but andy what Um, if you had a face on the back of your head and it was killing people right and that's like and then it like is just like isn't this cool it is and i'm like no it's not (laughs) it looks cool (laughs) it why does it have ninja powers i don't understand uh i i like i like malignant i feel like a little bit less than i feel like i should um but i still do really like it especially when it goes like sicko mode in the last 30 minutes it that's so fun like once it once it goes fully off the rails i'm all in uh like it's like this weird combination of like basket case and and uh argento's tenebrae um and and sisters too obviously is is another pull for it but like the thing about malignant that made me really excited for like one going forward is seeing how he would pull in the stuff that he did in furious 7 and aquaman into back into making horror movies and just being yeah. like um I'm going to use the skills I picked up there to do really weird, wild stuff. Like, for whatever else is going on in Malignant, whether you like it or not, there's, like, fucking nothing like it. Um, it's, yes, yeah. it's it's totally of its own, um, regardless of whether or not, like, the ideas land, or even if it, like, works on a scene-to-scene basis, which even, like, I'm not sure it does. Um, but it's, yeah. like, really... It was, like, really exciting to see something, like, go for it that hard uh in a way that like i don't think juan's ever done like he's like yeah never been so like free from like ideas about like construction and like especially recently when <laughs> like like in the conjuring movies where he's like so obsessed with like being precise to see him go like yeah. so totally in the opposite direction was just like really exciting to me yeah i i think i mostly am like on the same page as you there's like it is sort of bookended by like the this like insanely good opening scene oh, yeah. that is like the birth of the evil or whatever, and then the last thirty minutes are crazy. And then I think also like you just give him a house, he can move around it really yeah. well. And I think there's like people have issues with the sort of content in that middle section, which like is completely fair. Obviously, uh, it mostly just. Like, it doesn't, like, upset me. It mostly kind of just bores me. Um, and I think the 
the sort of scariness uh, of like the looming monster like being around this house that he's just like panning around and like zooming through is really great and I would say as sort of a selling point Emilio it kind of feels like the insidious font the movie <laughs> like it's yeah. like that sort of like that energy of just like and I mean I think the way it uses a, a particular song is really great I didn't mention this with the conjuring the tiptoe through the tulip stuff I, uh, or insidious uh, I, I think is really funny and really cool and like he uses uh i i i, think I, he uses, I was not into it until the dark maw shows up in the room and it's playing and i'm like okay this is the right and he's like sharpening his blades to it yeah really good it's really I, uh i'd say that like i'd say it, uh, malignant uses uh where is my mind sort of the same way that red rocket uses bye 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 as like this great through line of like the one song we have and we're gonna like use it for all it's worth alright are we done? Is I, that, think. I, I think I mean look Juan gets one of these a big thumbs up I did I, I some of these I like more than the others I like them all uh I going in, I was like, I'll watch more Saw movies. Now I've been convinced I'm 100% gonna watch more Conjuring movies. Uh, and more than I mean, look, I'll just watch them all. I'll, I want to see the Winnell Insidious, I want to see Annabelle Creation, I guess. Um, but with that, all right, uh, Chris, what would you like uh, to plug? I don't have anything personally going on, but I would like to <laughs> plug once again. The uh, British television special Ghost Watch. Uh, if you can get your hands on that, I think that is a really nice October treat. Uh, program that for your Halloween marathons, or even if you only, if you're a weirdo who only does one movie on Halloween, it should be your one. Yeah. Uh, very cool movie um, or TV special, whatever it is. But if you can track it down, I think it's on uh, archive.org actually. Um, okay. I highly recommend Ghost Watch. That's, streaming service. Yeah, that that, yeah. that is my personal plug. Great. Jesse. Jesse. All right. You can follow us on Twitter at Can I Kick It or on Letterboxd at C I K I Pod. Uh, oh, Jesus. Uh, you can follow me on either of those <laughs> platforms at JCP Glick Weber. Weber has two Bs. I have to plug one of the ten funniest people. You could just right now admit defeat and say they were done. No, I tried to do that last week, and you were like, "No, you can't do that." Um, I'm gonna. Paul Canerco. <laughs> I've drawn a baseball card. It's Paul Canerco. What's the funniest thing he does? He hits the baseball far. <laughs> that feels very That's hilarious. Unspecific to Paul Canerco. <laughs> Canerco. Canerco, excuse me. Yeah, Canerco. I'm, I'm not a Canerco. comedy head, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I'm no yeah. baseball fan, but. Yeah. yeah. He played, he played for the If white you know guy. how many of these I've done, please write in and tell me. So <laughs> I can stop when I hit Chicago. 10. There's comedy in Chicago. There's something there. Sure, yeah. yeah. I'll bet Paul Canerco showed Has up. Has seen a show annoyance. with Second City or whatever. Yeah. Like. He played stickball with TJ and Dave. <laughs> Andy, mm-hmm. go. <laughs> Great. Uh, my name's Andy. You can find me online at Andy T. Germ. 
uh, on whatever social media platform you please. Uh, for my plug, somehow no one plugged it last week, even though three of us saw it and like really liked it. The Last Duel is really great. Good movie. <laughs> and you should go it. see it. What? Did none of us plug it? No one plugged it. I don't think I last thing. I remember thinking like someone should is gonna plug the last duel, and then no one did. Um, so I mean, yeah, it's a great. Plug. It's really good. Uh, yeah, uh, like great performances, to top now. to bottom. Might be out of theaters by uh, the time this goes up. Sure, <laughs> sure. yeah. Flopped Omega hard, but it's a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> Um, right, and uh, just yeah, the titular duel delivers. It's it's oh really my god, great. duel! <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, if you like what they're doing and want to support the show, if you're not able to see The Last Duel and want to just pay us what you would have paid to go see The Last Duel since it's not in theaters anymore, uh, donate to our coffee, ko-fi.com slash can I, C-A-N-N-E-S-I. Any mm-hmm. donation always greatly appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. A $5 donation. Yeah. Here's my thing for the for the week. If you, do, if you donate what the equivalent of what a theater ticket would cost where you live... To our coffee. Seventeen fifty. Yeah. Next episode, I will yeah. describe the entirety of the last duel. <laughs> <laughs> if one person does that, the episode will have that. So, yeah, Emilio, great. Andy, That's and I will do. A, we'll do. We'll each take a character. And that will also, I believe, that will kick off the other challenge that we're doing right now because no one has donated since yes, Jesse described the challenge that's, last week. Well, there's actually two ongoing things, but that's one of them. Sure. So if you do that and then we get $100 within a month after that, I'm reading T.S. Eliot's The Wasteland and releasing that audio at some point. So lots yes, of. That will be released possibly on the podcast feed, but not as part that's, of an episode. That's just the classic. And the Jesse bet that I have no idea of. What, what did the yeah, origin? You said are? there's two things running out. Like, I've not heard of either. It's of like things. 98% of Jesse. Bet. Yeah, I don't. Uh, the other one, I actually. The other one, I actually. Ha- it's just I want to hear what your take on the wasteland would be. Uh, the other one is that uh, I do actually have a correction for the other one. Last week I said if you donated a thousand dollars. Uh, I would go to Berlin. I've thought about... uh, I've done some math about how much it would take and what percentage of that I will get. If you donate (laughs) $10,000, I will go to Berlin. So, it doesn't have to be from any one person. Same. If you donate $10,000, I'll also go to Berlin. (laughs) Um, I will will stay home. Did you say what the website was Then it might be a little less because we could split an Airbnb. (laughs) Did you say what the website was in? $9,000, me and Cullen will go to Berlin. Uh, Better get on that. FI.com slash can I. C-A-N-N-E-S-I. I said that. Cullen. Just in case. Cullen, plug your I'm Clatchley on everything, C-L-A-T-C-H-L-E-Y. And I might be sweeping a, or swooping a plug, scooping a plug even, from Emilio. But get your freaking eyes on Dr. Sleep, baby! Woo! Extended edition. Yeah, director's cut. Great movie. Incredible stuff. A, mo- a movie Emilio. that made me tear up more than once. I, I... 100% yes. Uh... A, a beautiful magic movie. Um, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at I'm Laugh Alone, and you can follow me on Letterbox at I Laugh Alone. I said that this week I would plug the second chapter of, of, oh boy. of Cloud Atlas. <laughs> Guess what? But we are recording this 
early in the way. Early. And I, uh-huh. I, I also yeah, excuses, now excuses. have a job. But by Friday, I will read the second chapter of Cloud Atlas. You gotta shift the schedule so that there, you should be... I guess you want to plug the second chapter next week so that then every week you've got one to plug. Sure. Sure. We don't but need to think about it. All right. The world, the, yeah. <laughs> the World Series is on. I'm going to release our audience. Bye. 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 Tree related to the theme song. <laughs> Tree related to the theme song.